It is the betting show for the Mexico Open 2023. We are back after a brief break at the Zurich Classic. DB, your host here, Pat Perry, flustered, little flustered, little flustered, what are little we, flustered. What are we drinking tonight, Pat? We gotta, we gotta, we gotta make sure you stay, you stay good. The levels. Yeah, I, I'm good. I'm good. I got a, just a just a regular. You know what I'm drinking tonight, DB? What are you drinking tonight, Pat? I asked you that. What What are you drinking? This is a um, Atlanta Brewing Company. It's actually a cider. Ugh. I don't like ciders. I don't like ciders. I I think this is is pretty good. This I, one's a little sweet. I've got a throwback for you. I'm drinking a little. I, I'm drinking a beer tonight too. And I'm drinking a Wild Leap Chance IPA. Oh, that's a good one. That has that been in there? Like, did you just find that at the store, or has that been like? I just found it at the store. I, I um, they've been carrying those at the uh, at the local groceries. Yeah, I had it on tap at a restaurant a couple of a uh, couple of days ago, nights ago, and I was like, God, this is good. I forgot how good this is. So I, I found it at a at a at Liquorland, you know. But anyway, this isn't a liquor beer podcast. No. Contrary to what may happen later. I don't know, because you got to be drunk to want to handicap the Mexico Open, okay? We're going to do it. We're going to talk about John Rahm. We're going to talk about Tony Finau. We're going to talk about everybody else. We've got our top 26 pack coming up at the end of the show. You don't want to miss that. We're going to give you four top 20 locks, two top 20 bombs. going to be a great show, and I am, uh, I'm excited to get back at it, Pat. And we are presented to you by our friends at Leaderboard. That is the place to go. If you want to keep track of your own game, your own stats, there's a lot of people in the Discord, in the Nut Hut, talking about, oh, damn, you know, I didn't realize how much I missed my driver left or how much I was, how often I was short on greener regs or how many putts I had per round. It felt like I was a better putter than that. Clearly, I am not. Um, so it's great to keep up with your own game. It's also great to keep up with your on-course gambling with your friends. So. Uh, our friends at Leaderboard have you taken care of. It's free to download on iOS only. The link is in the description of the podcast or the YouTube video. You can just use referral code TJ when you, uh, when you get in there. It's a beautiful app, and it's very well done. And it's all free. GPS, statistics, taking care of your handicaps. It'll dot the scorecard for you. It'll tell you who owes who money, kick you to Venmo if you have to pay. And, uh, and it syncs with the USGA, so you don't have to go and put in your gin information a second time you just do it on leaderboard app it kicks it over it's it's gin it's gin management season people because it is member (laughs) members i got a member member in less than a month coming up pat you have a you have a tournament you have a one of your member guest events coming up we have yeah our member guests later in the summer um so you got to manage those handicaps i found out i just looked yesterday i have a low score three 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 rounds away so if I can play three times in the next like two weeks, which I should be able to try to, I should be able to get that done. If I can play three times in the next two weeks, I can get that one out before they check the handicaps. They lock them in for the for my member member. So I yeah, I um, I haven't been too good because I actually am playing decent. So the handicaps go on the the wrong way. Mm. Uh, I need to be better about that. You know, the blow up holes. I need yeah. to just you know not try so hard. I guess I, I don't know. By the way, we're also going to be real, though. We're also going to give this away tonight. I've got a Masters 2023 hat and a koozie. I'm going to give that away. Look, still got the tag on it. Give that mm. away. It'll be really easy to enter. No big deal. Stay tuned. Uh, we're reunited. We're happy. We, we needed our break. We really did. I uh, hope you enjoyed the Zurich. It was okay. Uh, really happy to see Nick Hardy win. Like that kid a lot. Love Nick Hardy. 
Uh, Davis Riley, sure, like him too. He's a Bama guy, but whatever. Um, great to see those guys get it done. Got your hunt. Nice. Uh, but, you know, it is what it is. We needed our time. One of the things we did during our time, you're, like, you're probably like, DB, you didn't do shit during your – that's not true. I did a lot. One of the things mm-hmm. we did is we added four new blog writers on TJ.com, uh, and I'm excited about it. Jack Latterman is writing uh, around the clubhouse right now. It's up on tourjunkies.com. It's available to look at right now. And it's just kind of a really fun, lighthearted, curated piece of content from around the golf interwebs for the previous week. Nothing betting, nothing DFS related, just funny, interesting, weird, awkward golf stuff. Um, and then our boy Nate Moore is also already published on tourjunkies.com at, with the rundown. And that is just kind of the basics. What you need to know, get you started with this week's golf tournament, the golf course, you know, past history, kind of things you need to know. And then Nate likes throwing in a few of his favorite bets for the week, too. So he's thrown in a few outrights, a couple top 20s, tries to sell you on those guys. He's got some bombs in there today. Uh, it, was, it, was, it was good. Yes. We got our boy AK going to be getting published here pretty soon. Alan Klutz is going to have his, uh, his power fade article. Going to give you a few guys to consider fading in the 8K range and above. Bold piece of content right there, Cotton. Maybe not so much this week, but most like next week, that's going to suck for Alan. But it, it'll be a bold piece. And then I'm excited about this. Our, our boy, we, we now have brought on a resident Italian mafia mob member, Vince Margiata from New York. And Vince came out the womb gambling. He really did. He's, it's in his blood. And so he's doing a couple things. Uh, Let's Go Juicing is going to come out either Tuesdays or Wednesdays every week where he finds a short number, probably like John Rahm this week, and he parlays it with something else that he's researched, another sport. Going to want to follow that. And then I'm really excited about this that drops on Saturday nights, maybe Sunday mornings, the Sunday Save Your Ass Parlay. Vince. Yes. Vince said, dude, you know, a lot of weeks when I'm down units through three rounds, I save my ass because I parlay some finished position stuff going into Sunday, uh, looking at the leaderboard, figuring out who's doing what, parlaying that for Sunday. That gives you another Sunday sweat to help you recover. Vince is bringing the heat there. It's going to be good stuff. More articles to come, but those are all going to be going live this week on tourjunkies.com. So check out the blog page. It is free. It is free. Um, yeah, other news. That's awesome. Yeah, I love this stuff. I mean, I, their stuff is going to be great. By the way, you know, I saved my ass with twelve dollar uh, showdown entries on a Sunday night. <laughs> I was going to bring it up. I was going to bring it up later, but we'll just bring it up now, uh, guys. We have another big announcement to make, and I regret to inform you about this. Um, but tonight is going to be Pat's last night ever on the podcast. He is. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah. He's he's turned in his he's turned in his. Uh, uh, his notice and it looks like it's a short one we're gonna go you know it's one of those where when you leave for a competitors you, you know you just kind of tell you to pack your shit up now and go um but pat is going to be turning into a baseball tout now yeah i am tell well i mean this is what happens db when you enter a 12 dollars single entry showdown lineup and you win the whole damn thing i mean you you click names it's baseball it's easy you just click a name click a name here you can pick a captain Boom! You turn twelve dollars into a thousand. It's, it's, it's easy. What, what kind of research did you do? Seriously, I literally. How I many did, minutes? Zeke, well, I mean, however long it took <laughs> to click the names. That's not research. Okay, that's zero. But I mean, I I did know the the players. I knew who they were. <laughs> I don't know that I could put. How many players do you have to put in a DraftKings baseball lineup? I, you know what? If you if you're holding my feet to the fire, <laughs> I can't say I'm sure. 
I think it's six also. If it's six, I, I think I could name six players. I don't know that I could name six at every position. Actually, I don't think I could. I don't think I could name a catcher in the major leagues right now. Oh, you could. I mean, the Braves catcher. I don't know his first name. Last name Murphy. He had a home run tonight, by Dale, the way. Dale Murphy. Uh, hey, how about there's a Varsho, a guy named Varsho for the, for the uh, Toronto Blue Jays. Varsho? Mm-hmm. Okay. What, what about yeah. that? He's a catcher. Oh, that's, oh. All, <laughs> that's all I can I, tell you. But. I, I don't, I literally couldn't do it. I couldn't do it. Um, Sean Murphy, Steve in the chat. Sean Murphy, that's right. But shout out to you. Shout out to you for taking down the, uh, the, the single, the single entry baseball. I mean, look, I got to give the shout out to the, to the nut hut is what I got to give the shout out. Yeah, to. That's the true. only reason I even know baseball is because of the nut hut. Dude, I saw some big takedowns too in the hut. Um, who had the big one yesterday? Somebody took down. We had, we had. I think our boy was it. Bert? You mean besides me? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> besides you, I was looking in the uh, in the winning or no. Some somebody made the Hall of Fame in the Discord yesterday. Oh, behind Minimi uh, Lines, won five K. Won the won the birdie. Yeah, oh, that the, was golf. Eh. Yeah, golf. yeah. Won the uh, won the twenty max entry birdie contest, and then the week before at uh, at at uh, Harbor Town. Didn't we have? Uh, didn't Bert do something big at Harbor Town? Didn't Bert win like sixty five? I don't know. There was a lot of winning at Harbor Town going on under that. Anyway, it's good times. Uh, next week, quick update. I am last minute. I am going to the Wells Fargo. So I will be at Quail Hollow. I think I'm going to be media. I'm not sure. <sighs> May have gotten my my credentials taken away. Um, I think I'm going to be media, and but either way, it w- it'll be fine. Uh, we'll get plenty of content or plenty of intel from you know walking the ground, walking the golf course, seeing what what we're looking at, uh, watching some players, talking to some guys, doing our things. So I'm looking forward to that. So that may mean that there's a few things content wise that may not get done. I don't know. We'll see. So we'll do our best. I'll do the show here Monday night, and then I'm going to get up early and head to Charlotte on Tuesday. So catch me at the Wells if you're going to be there. But we're going to have some great content for you. And that's an elevated event. So it's going to be stacked. I'm excited about that. Anything else, Pat, we need to get to before, before we get to the top of the board here? No, I think I'm ready. Uh, well, as ready as I'm going to be. Beautiful. Uh, let's get to the top of the board. And when you got John Rahm up top at plus 280 or 3 to 1 oh or whatever he is, okay? Vince is going to help you out because Vince is going to give you the let's go juice and parlay, help you work John into your lineup. So if you're like me, you know, during football season, during the fall swing, I have an easy time. Like I get convictions on who I want, what NFL or college thing I want to parlay with one of these short guys. But NBA and and Major League Baseball season, like I don't know. I don't know. Uh, Clearly, I'm not the savant that Pat is. So if Vince can't help you, our friends at Pickett, can certainly help you because there's a ton of sharp bettors on Pickett and you can see just how sharp they are because you can see how much they win and how much they lose. And you can track your own bets on the Pickett app and it's free on iOS and Android. In fact, if you click the link in the description of the podcast or YouTube video and you use code TJ, you have to use code TJ, then uh, you also get paid to download the app. That's right. They pay you to download the app. You're either going to get $3. Everybody's going to get at least $3 if you use the referral code TJ. Or one person every day gets $100 from Pickett sent to their PayPal once you've signed up and you have to link at least one sports book. But you can do sports books if you're in a state where sports betting isn't legal. You can do uh, prize picks or underdog or 
Sleeper or Parlay Play or all those other ones. You can sync any one of those books or all those books, track your bets, tail a lot of sharp bettors. Uh, I think you need to do that. Here's what I'm going to say. One person who has downloaded the Picket app uh, starting today, so you haven't already downloaded it. If you've already downloaded it, guess what? You don't count this week, okay? And get mad. Go ahead, send me an email. Get in the YouTube comments. I can see it now. I don't care. Every other contest we've ever done has always been retroactive starting tonight because it's a little thing. We're just giving this away. This is it. Download the Picket app if you haven't already. Use referral code TJ. Okay, link a sports book, and I'll send you. I'll send one person this Masters 2023 hat and Masters koozie. It's a hat and a koozie. We just need more people to get involved with Picket. It's a great app. It's a useful app. I think you'll love it once you get in there and use it. So starting for people who haven't done it yet, starting today, that could be you. And listen, for those people, you could win this very easily because there may not be a lot of you that do it. We've already had a lot of people do it, and it's been great. You see AKs in the chat. Pickett is incredible. Get on that app, people. Yes. So if you want to figure out who to parlay John Rom with, you could do that. Pat, we're not betting John Rom, right? I no, I am not betting John Rom. What what fun is that? What about Finau? I think you I feel like it's Finau week. Do you? So, yeah, so I'm gonna be betting him D I'm I'm gonna play him in DFS and then I think you bet him outright. Too. Yeah. I like Finau a lot this week. You know, I like him too. Um, obviously, I rode his jock very hard at the Masters, and it was uh, it was a very average ride. It was very um, it was missionary style, really. Yeah, it, there wasn't anything spicy about it. wasn't anything There wasn't even there wasn't even highs and lows. It was just right to a T thirty two or whatever he did T twenty four. But the ball striking has still been fantastic out of Finau. He just can't some. The putter's cold right now. It's just cold. And, you know, he's just going to be able to add. Dude, Finau this week, it, with these fairways that are, like, miles wide, and it's just full send all week, Finau might be able to take his backswing, you know, to, like, here. You know, like, he could go. Like a three-quarters? He could go, he, instead of here, he could just be here. Yeah. Which he, is basically three quarters. Which is basically three quarters, which is going to add like another six miles an hour ball speed. He can unload yeah. here in Mexico. Um, but plus 850, I mean, you know, really? Are we doing it? You think? I mean, it's not going to excite you a little bit, but I, I mean, I feel like Finau could, I mean, if you're just looking at the field and how bad this field is, it's just like last year. It's very similar. And what happened? Rom, who was the favorite, won. And, and actually, Rom was. What was he going into to last year? Like, was he five to one? Yeah, he had. I mean, he was still really low. Yeah, even though he wasn't exactly like no, nah. he hadn't been winning at least like he is right now. So I, I feel like you can go with Finau, and and you know, I I would not normally be all over a guy at plus seven fifty, plus eight hundred, whatever you may get him at. But in this case, I think you you go with it, especially with his field. I mean, it really is like it's Rom on a tier of his own here. And then it's, I think Finau's also on a tier of his own. It's just a few notches down, you know, from Rom. And then there's a, a small group after Finau, and then there's kind of this middle, and then there's everyone else. Uh, you know, if you look at the implied odd totals, I think it's between 35 and 40% between most books. 
implied odds for uh, Tony or John Rahm to win this thing, which still means 60% of the time, 65% of the time, one of those guys will not win because it's golf. I do think this week, when you're looking at the weather, there is zero wind predicted this week. I mean, nothing. No rain. So the course will be good and dry, which is good. Um, but no rain, but zero wind. And last week, last year, I was going, I went back and looked. I read through a bunch of quotes, uh, both before the tournament and after the tournament started. I dropped a lot of those very relevant player quotes in the Nut Hut player quotes section. Check that out. Um, you know, a lot of guys talked about how the wind kicked up most of the afternoons. There were some times where, where it, was not, it was not super easy. This year doesn't look like that at all. And Rom got to 17 under. Three other guys got to 16 under. I could see scores getting into the 20s this, this, this year. Um, yeah. and, and if they do, we know what that does. Is it, the birdie fest, you know, kind of starts to allow other – it kind of allows other people to get involved um, when it's harder. The cream rises to the top easier over the four days, and that's why the best players in the world win majors. But um, So, I mean, it, you, could, you could get there. The only other guy in this range is Wyndham Clark for me at 20-1 to 1 on BetMGM and PointsBet, I believe. Or actually, now it's only BetMGM. I think it's dropped elsewhere. He's been, t- yeah, he's been dropping a little bit all day, so he's, he's getting hit a little bit. Um, so 20-1 to 1 on BetMGM is the best number for Clark. And I mean, it doesn't feel great. I, I did the first look show this morning with the Nut Hut family, and there was a couple of people kicking and screaming about Wyndham Clark. But I mean, everything's lining up. The form's there. Golf course suits him well. Everybody has stinky numbers t- this week, so you just got to hold your nose and click the button, right? Are you with me? Yeah, I'm with you. And I think that here's the thing. I mean, Wyndham Clark continues to play well. Just every single yeah. week that he's out there, he's playing well. We know he's a great putter. Um, you're right. This is a good course fit for him. Um, really, he could have he could have easily won last week at the at the yeah. Zurich. I mean, if you just count a, a team as a win, which I think you know, for for folks like him, it is. Yeah, Nick Hardy and Davis Riley, kind of a win. Yeah, you know, but. Um, so I do. I think Wyndham Clark's a good bet, and he would have been my other, other play up here at the top. I mean, you're just gonna have to go into this with the mentality that it's not like a normal week at all from a from a field standpoint, and there's gonna be some guys up there that um, you know you may never want to take normally, but you're gonna have to. You're gonna have, if you're putting your betting card together, there's gonna be some guys you're gonna have to hold your nose about, and. Yeah. Um, I don't know if Wyndham Clark, though, he doesn't stink to me. He, he does smell funny. He, he doesn't. Does I'm talking funny. about the number. I'm talking about the number. That's, yeah. That's it. But, okay, of, of, speaking of smelling funny, of the guys up top in this 25-to-1 shorter range, who's the stinkiest? Who's the one that just is the worst to you? I have mine. Well, hmm, I feel like I know where you're going to go with this, but for me it's – well, it's – What's the number? Because it's really not anybody that's definitively. Uh, in yeah. Okay. My bad. Yeah. I guess. I guess like in the top. So yeah, creeping into the 30s and 40s. Well, you know, Patrick Rogers to me always has a little bit of a stink to him. Well, yeah, he's he. 
He just kind of must. Like, I don't think he cleans his toenails. No, no, no. He, no, you know what his is? Yeah, he has a toenail issue. His, he's clean. His body is clean. But the Joker leaves his clothes in the washer too long. And then he throws, and so he, there's like a hint, there's like a touch of that mildew smell when your yeah. clothes sit there wet for a minute. But your body's clean. You don't have, you know, you don't have dandruff. Your teeth are fine. But you, you're just a little mm. musty because you, you don't know how to time your laundry the right way and get your stuff over into the dryer. Don't be a schmuck. That's Patrick Rogers. I got a guy in here I just think is just flat out stinky. I think he's I think he's gross. Who's that? Gary Woodland. It's clearly Gary Woodland. Who is See, based- I don't know. I don't know about that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Gary no, Woodland. No, no, no. Woodland is a clean have you ever seen Woodland? He's very uh, yeah, clean. I have. He's got he's he's got um No, he's not clean. He wears axe body armor. I mean, all these things that make That's what people good. do that are dirty. They spray all that on them to try to cover it up. My high schooler does that. He, or my, my, my oldest does that. He's right there. That's what he does. He doesn't, take, he doesn't clean himself well enough, so he just bathes but, in Axe body spray. But there's, there's some things that smell good about Gary Woodland. No, nah, I'm, not, I'm not sniffing around any particular parts, but I, I can almost <laughs> guarantee you that the main part is I want to know, can this boy win? Because we're talking about outright bets. Gary Woodland has played 330 PGA Tour events. 330. He has he's, won. He's won a major four times. The most recent win was almost four years ago at the U.S. Open. He ain't winning. Okay, he ain't winning. He ain't gonna do it. He can't. He's just not gonna do it. That's why he stinks. Sure. Does he do some things fine? Sure. Okay, he does. But yeah. But he stinks because he can't win. I honestly trust, this is crazy, and I hate on Patrick Rogers all the time. I think Patrick Rogers wins before Gary Woodland wins again. Wow, and now that's really saying something. I think I, Gary Woodland is, 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 old, is future Patrick Rogers in a way. I think, and they're, and they're, I think I said this today, this morning, or I don't know if this is a new idea. I feel like Gary Woodland is so much older than Patrick Rogers, although they're probably very close to age because Rogers has been on tour a long time. It just feels like Ro- Woodland is what Rogers will eventually become, except probably minus four wins. Yeah, I mean, he does fit the profile here, though. Yeah. Who, Rogers or and Gary? He's played- no, Gary Woodland. Yeah, I guess. He's, he's played better recently, too. Um, I tell you what, it could really set you off. I mean, Mav McNeely could stink. I'm sorry. No, no. I actually, I actually, for for right now, I think I'm, I think I'm. Mav, Mav is on well water, and his well pump is down, so he can't bathe yeah. for for like a week, for a couple. We don't know. It could be. A he week. has to boil be. his water. Yeah, yeah, he he's, like he's he. They're on low water usage at the time, at the moment. Like he can't, mm-hmm. he doesn't have enough to. Sh- but he he'll clean up real quick when he gets clean. You know what I mean? Yeah. So when anyway, he, gets a, he he needs a good shower. Yeah. Uh, recommendations in the chat of what we should name this uh, episode now that we've talked about bathing and cleaning and all that stuff. Anyway, I've, I that's probably all I got up here. Let's move on okay. to the kind of mid range area. Um, which is where Patrick Rogers falls, where Mav McNeely falls. Um, th- this is the most juicy range to me. And I bet these numbers, I bet these freaking numbers have gotten shorter since I did this. 
I mean, now, I mean, Roger's number is plummeting. He was, he was 34 to one this morning on FanDuel. Now he's 28 to one on FanDuel. The best number I see for him is 30 to one on points bet. It's just, that's just getting, that's not, I can't, I don't want to. I don't want to. Not doing that one. Mm-hmm. Um, Hoygaard's number is plummeting. I got him this morning at like 34, 32 to one. He's at 28 to one on DK and MGM. I'm a little interested in Hoygaard. I mean, I am interested in Hoygaard uh, from an outright standpoint. Less and less interested as his number continues to go down. Um, uh, but 28, I guess I'd still bite. If you could get better than that, that'd be great. What do you think about about Hoygaard? You like him? Don't no, you? no, I'm a big. You know, I'm a big fan of his. He's he and uh, Thor Bjorn Olsson were the only two guys that I bet on for the uh, for the team event. I thought they should. I mean, they made the cut, but. They had some yeah. disappointing. Uh, they were they were not great in alternate shot, but um, so I don't mind him at all. You know, he played well on past Palom Greens before, didn't he? Didn't he? What was the um, tournament that they they played uh, Corrales? Corrales, that, that's up, on yeah. um, past Palom, yeah. isn't it? Yeah, I think so. Past Palom, whatever. How do you say it? Past Palom. How do you say it correct? I say pa- I say past Palom. I guess where you put the emphasis. Um. But yeah, anyway, I, he was second there. So yeah, I like um, I like Hoygaard. I'm just I'm getting less excited. The, the the more these numbers get closer to Wyndham Clark, the more I'm like, all right, I'm just gonna pound Wyndham Clark, maybe some Finau, a Rom parlay, and call it a day. I don't know. Um, are we just like, are we totally done on Taylor Pendrith? I am. He, like, he, he, I, I'm starting to feel like I don't. He's not like, playing the same. What is he now? Like, I mean, he's and the odds don't ever don't match up with the way he's playing. No, they don't. It's like there's some sort of name value on Taylor Pinterest. I mean, last year everybody, I mean, he was kind of the up and comer, but he, didn't he get hurt? Now he's come back and he's not quite the same, right? He just hadn't been good. His driver's bad, all he, over the place. He's obviously he got all the all the distance you want here, but yeah, I mean, it's. I, I think that's a terrible number to bet Taylor Pinterest. I will I will laugh and scoff at anyone who puts Taylor Pendrith on their outright card. Yeah. Terrible decision. So here's another one. I feel like I'm hijacking this a little no, bit. I want but you I to. Just, Go ahead. There's just some some interesting names in here that I don't understand. Okay. Like Steven Yeager is at 36 to 1 on FanDuel and he is at 50 to 1 on points bet. But 36 to 1. That okay. puts him in the top half of one being like a favorite. Like if you just take out Finau. You take out Rom. I mean, Jaeger's up there. Can I say this about Jaeger? I, I and I am I am tempted a little bit with Jaeger, and it doesn't. It's not great. It's not great. I, I think we got Jaeger at a bigger number this morning. To yeah, we got Jaeger at like fifty-five or sixty this morning on the first look show. That's why you got to be on the first look show. Um, Nut Hut only, by the way, Discord only. The the thing with Jaeger is the ball striking iron play is, has been very good lately and i think he's added distance his average driving distance is much much better than you think it is his weakness has always been the putter but he's gained strokes on past palom in his pj tour career and i think the one thing i'd say about jaeger is while he only has i think one top five finish on the pga tour in like three or four seasons which isn't great why do i feel okay is this crazy you remember how he did on the Corn Ferry Tour? Like he he dominated 
on the Corn Fairy Tour. His he last won season. A lot. He won like three or four times. I just why do I feel like that should translate to a guy like this if if he's in contention on Sunday, being a little more able to close the door than Taylor Pendrith or you know, than Bo Hostler. Or you know what I mean? Like cause cause he's a winner on the Corn Fairy Tour over and over and over again. I don't I mean I don't think that's a bad way to think. I mean, here's the thing is if you if you got a guy like that that's a winner, like a Max Homa, closes the door on Sundays. Um you know, I mean, it, it it does make you more apt to bet that guy over somebody you haven't seen it from. I don't care what tour they're on. If you're getting wins, yeah, you're still getting wins. And especially Steven Yeager, who got that battlefield promotion, I believe. Where Is that you, what it was? You had three wins on the on the Corn Ferry Tour, and then you just automatically make it to the PGA Tour. There hasn't been many people that have done that since he did. I think I'm right. Mito, he may not have gotten yeah, Mito quite there. It. But still. So I don't... Yeah. It's just... He is one of those that it's like you do feel like you're holding your nose a little bit to to take him. If you're getting him at thirty six to one, thirty five to one, I think you're you need to shop. You need to get him at fifty to one. Yeah, and I think that number's gone now. That's yeah. First look, he was at like fifty five or sixty maybe. What about Byung Hun An? His numbers kind of stabilized today. He was in the thirty five to forty range. He's at thirty five on DK and points bet. Plenty of distance. Great iron play. Can't putt, but I don't mind team. I don't mind team no putt this week on the flat, pretty slow, not grainy past Palum greens. Yeah, I agree. I mean, you saw Ben on at you know T six at Valero. Um, did he? What did he do last week? Did he play in the team event? Yeah, him and SH Kim played. They played well. Yeah. So and and Ben on is just he's got so much experience on tour. So you, you kind of feel like in a field like this where. There is some lack of experience, especially at the, well, overall, in general there is, but there also just, there's not the name value here. Ben On is somebody that I think could step up and win. Absolutely. Just like I think a Brandon Wu, who almost won here last year, can win. Okay, I, same, same I, kind of thing. I like Dylan more than I like Brandon. Yeah, I, well. We had the Wu, we had the Wu discussion this morning. Yeah. Um, Dylan. Dylan's been more consistent. Brandon's done well in some of these bigger field events, like the players, uh, Pebble Beach, I guess. He was runner-up, but that wasn't a really strong field. Uh, Honda T14. So he's, he's, and, he, and he's had like these really peak iron weeks, which is nice. Um, but to me, Dylan's been the more consistent player. He just, you know, he hasn't had the runner-up finish, but he's been more consistent. It feels like, I mean, they got to be close to the same freaking player. I, I mean, I don't. They, they kind of do the same things well. I would almost rather have Dylan at the longer number, but I, I don't have either one of the Woo boys right now. Can I tell you who my fate is in this range that I don't understand the love for? I just don't. I don't. And, and I think he's one of your guys. I'm happy to say I, I've lost a lot of money on a lot of guys over the years that have not won yet, and I've been praying they win, right? I can confidently say I have lost very little money on Bo Hostler over the years. Just. Just so little money. I just don't understand. The, the number one indicator, like the, the most talked about thing, every single, almost, almost without fail, every single week on the PJ Tour is strokes gain approach. Iron mm-hmm. play. He has sucked his entire career with iron. And he sucks now. Even off the tee, he hits it 
okay far, okay? Like farther than average for sure, but not like super elite distance. And he, and he still doesn't gain a lot of strokes off the tee. Like what does he do? Why are people so infatuated with Bo Hosler? The putter? Well, I mean, if that's, if that's why, and I mean, I guess long-term, that's the best statistic he's got over his PJ Tour career, but short-term, it's terrible. It's, it's really, really bad in 2023. It's really bad. In 2023, he's only gained strokes three times with his putter out of, what, like two, four, six, eight, ten events? That's not what Bo Hostler's used to doing. Why does anyone want to bet him? Do you want to bet him? I don't, and I actually... He's 40 to 1, 45 to 1. Like, what? what, Why? Cue that video. Why? 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 I thought our synapse is fired at the exact same time. Yeah. I mean, I don't. um, I think at one time I was a Bo Hoster person. Yeah. But I, I, I feel like it's, it's sort of, I've fallen off with that. I don't really, at times in DFS, I like to play him. You know, there was a time, actually earlier this year, where in single entries, he was, he was very high owned. I can't remember which tournament it was. I think it was Pebble Beach. And look what he did. He finished, like, he finished good at Pebble Beach. I mean, and so I don't know what it is. DFS like is one thing. these sharps out there figure out that, hey, this is a Bo Hostler week, and I don't know how they freaking know. I have no clue. <laughs> I don't know. I, I'm just saying, over the long term, I've been just fine fading Bo Hostler. And I don't see any reason to get off that train now. You talk about a weird number at 45 to 1. I mean, that's, that's in the same range as Steven Ye- Stefan Yeager. Like, that is ridiculous. I would much rather have Yeager over Bo Hostler, even though I know him and Clark paired up and did their thing. But, I mean, how much do we know if Bo Hostler really, I mean, he, I know he did, I know he had to play somewhat well for them to go, go as deep as they went. But, I mean, I bet, I bet Clark was carrying our boy Bo. For a good bit of that. Tournament. Well, it's a good bet based off the way Wyndham Clark's been playing. So. Yeah. Uh, let's get a little deeper into this range before we move on. Um, Will Gordon is interesting to me. It's seventy to one on Fanduel. I like I like Taco Supreme as we like to call him in the Nut Hut. Just the distance, the upside, the Brian Brian Vranish on the bag. Love that. Um, you know, Will's got to put four rounds together, which he's not yet done. We, we've not seen him do it. But it's seventy to one in this field. I feel, like that's, I feel like I'm at least getting a fair price, whereas you know, we're talking a lot about guys who we don't feel like we're getting a fair price. Another guy who I think we're getting a fair price on is Alex Smalley. Um, also, I was just thinking him. Also, FanDuel giving you the best number at 65-1. to 1. If you were watching the First Look show this morning, we cleaned FanDuel up this morning because almost, I mean, almost every player we started to talk about and get on, the best number was on FanDuel, and it was by a mile. And so hopefully, you know, those of you that were in that hit some of that if you could, um, because those numbers were super juicy this morning, which is another good reason why you need to be on that first look show. Uh, but, but Alex Smalley played here well last year, likes this golf course. I was reading some quotes from him earlier uh, in the week about this tournament. Good, good iron player. I think Smalley's a play at 65 too. Mm-hmm. I was just about to say, I think he's, he's a great play. I'm, I'm big on Alex Smalley this week. Finished T6 here last year, too. Let me ask you this. Mm-hmm. You know, you look at, um, you know, some players who've kind of snuck around and played, you know, well at times. Mark Hubbard is one of them. He's 90 to 1 on points bet. He's 75 to 1 on FanDuel. Do you worry at all, though, 
And I'm serious when I say this. I think you're, you're probably going to laugh, but I'm serious. There are probably players in this field who have strict dietary regimens, and they don't break away from those regimens. Mm-hmm. But Mark Hubbard might see a burrito shop on a corner that he wants to go have a burrito at, and then all of a sudden Montezuma's revenge hits, and you know, what? Poof. Away goes his victory on a Saturday night. He decides he wants a burrito. Is that a risk at all? Why? why yeah, that's a risk. But why, why is Hubbard your guy for that? I don't know because I feel like he he wants to stray. Stray. From Hubbard the, does feel know. like kind of a feral cat out there a little bit like he yeah he's a feral cat he's kind of like just i'm gonna go i'm gonna walk around the streets at night and i'm gonna f anything that, that moves and looks good and by f i mean like maybe eat something or drink something yeah like then i want I, I want this like this this street burrito looks really good i want yeah. it yeah okay yeah hey there's a you know yeah, something like something runs across there's the a street, cor- there's I'll, a corn a corn on a stick you know but maybe something happens yeah. And I just feel like that could happen with Hubbard, and it could be on a Saturday night even. Like, nobody's thinking anything. Hubbard's leading the tournament going into Sunday. Boom. Yeah. It the, hits. The biggest reason I don't like Hubbard here is because the driver, the, the lack of pop in the bat. I think I'm out. He, he played here last year. He made the cut. He finished like 50-something, and he gained – and he, he lost strokes off the tee, and he gained uh, like five strokes around the green. Which is ridiculous, and, and no, you should not be waiting that in your in your your models this week on these big old greens like crazy that he did that. So he's just had some really good finishes lately, though. Despite all the yeah. stats and all the things that he might not do well, you know, and it's on different courses, you know, like you got the players T thirty five, you got a T twenty nine at Corrales, you've got. Um, the T11 at the at Heritage, which is very different type course than this yeah. is. Very different. Um, but still, he's he's played well this year. Yeah, yes. Um, but something about me would concern him, you know, concern me that, like, you know, maybe I would look at Hubbard for a top 20. I don't think I, I, I would expect him to win, though. Yeah. And, but Robbie Shelton. Oh, God. Now, Robbie Shelton. Oh, DB, getting me all hot and bothered up in here talking about Robbie S. Now, he's... Now he's in the next range because I see now that points bet has him at 80. You can grab Shelton at 80 right now, which mm-hmm. if you're listening to this and you can check that, God, I love that dude. I mean, his ball striking, his long irons, which, uh, there's a lot of long irons at this golf, at this golf course, T 15 at Valero, um, 21 at the Honda six at Amex, which was kind of a birdie fest. His God, he's just got the he's got the distance, you know, the iron play around the greens, good. I'm all over Robbie Shelton too, man. Yeah, I can't quit. We've that been guy. waiting on him too. We have. He's he's, he's one I'm I'm pretty well pot committed on. So like, you give yeah. me Robbie Shelton as pot committed as I am at seventy five, eighty to one in a field like this. I'm pushing the chips in. Yep, have my Robbie Shelton chips. I'm with you. Well, all right, yeah. so let's get to that range. Kind of at 75 to 1, getting into this like massive bomb territory. Uh, do want to tell everybody and remind everybody to go check out SoBet if you've not already. SoBet.io is the website. You can join in the description of the podcast or video right now 
Very cool idea, very cool concept. It's a one-of-a-kind concept, something that you don't find out there uh, where, where these guys have curated over 30 pro handicappers. They vetted these handicappers. These handicappers post their plays. They are expected to post every play with a unit amount. They're expected to keep track of those units, to uh, give a report on their week every single week and update people on how they did. So there's full transparency on the platform. But these are vetted people. So the feed is only those pros. It's not, uh, it's not everybody else. It's not like Twitter where you can, anybody could just go. I saw, one, I saw one today, an account with less than 1,000 followers, and it was some golf account, golf handicapper, and it said, the number one golf handicapping content on the internet or something. And I was like, dude, okay. You could just say anything on Twitter. But on SoBet, you, it doesn't work that way. They make you back it up, and they, they vet these handicappers on SoBet. It's a fantastic platform. It's free to give it a look and check it out. Use promo code TJ. Get you a little hookup there for the membership side of it. It's $9.95 a month. It's a beautiful site, and uh, people are cashing all the time. I blindly tailed three Major League Baseball games yesterday on Sunday because I was bored to tears and I was in the house. In the house, bored, and I'm in the house, bored in the house, whatever, however that went. Oh, so you're a baseball guy now too. Well, no, I'm not. I, I literally just blindly tailed my guy Gutsy or what, uh, Gutsy in there, and I just cashed all three, hit all three. It was like a money line. It was a, an over, it was a run total on the Phillies, and it was two money line bets, and I didn't even pay attention. I just looked at the app after it was over, and I won money. Mm-hmm. So. Uh, check it out. SoBet referral code is TJ there. Link in the description. Um, getting into this longer kind of range here, Pat. Uh, it's it's not great. It's not great. Um, I mean, like Lee Hodges, I kind of like. He was at eighty-five to one earlier. Now he's down to seventy-five. Jeez, man. Uh, who else in here? Lee Hodges to me, like. I feel like if I'm betting Lee Hodges, I, I don't know what it is about him. Mean, he's a good player. Mm-hmm. I feel like I'm betting my CPA. I'm betting the guy that. Oh, I'm there's about way to... more CPA names in here. Yeah, but Lee, Lee Hodges. Hodges is one of them. Like, no, Lee Hodges is like sounds like a guy who um is doing your will. No, that's an auto. That's an auto group dealer, like Lee Hodges Auto. Yeah. Lee Hodges GMC Buick Pontiac whatever. You know, I don't think they make mm-hmm. those anymore. But I like Lee. I don't. I don't mind Lee. I agree, dude. Okay, can I? Is this a safe zone? Is this a safe place? It's always a safe zone, BB. It's always a safe zone, except for if I don't want it to be, then I change. Oh, okay. Uh, I'll take my. In chances. this case, I'm not going to change it. I don't, I'll say that. I'll take. I'll take my chances. Um, listen, in this stinky field, stinky field. Think about some of the names we've talked about. At even half the odds, I'm about to give you on this guy, okay? None of them damn won a PGA Tour event. None of them. None of them done it. None of them. This guy has won on the PGA Tour, okay? He checks very many boxes that would do well here in Mexico. I'm just going to say Luke List at 80 to 1 feels like a bet we should make. I hit him at 80 to 1 at Torrey Pines. 80 to 1 now. Torrey Pines, very driver heavy. This place, probably even more so. Long irons, more, more approach shots from 225 plus at this golf course than most courses, well, 
yeah, way more than most courses on the PGA Tour. Going to be a lot of long irons. Past Palom, I already talked about the easy greens. Like, Well, I mean, you are kind of a little bit of a Luke List whisperer. So um, whenever you've been on them, which is all the time, you've won bets. <laughs> Well, then, then, then wait a minute. Those, those two things can't, one of those things cannot be true. <laughs> but either way, I do, I don't mind Luke List. I liked him with, uh, with Henrik Norlander last week in the team event. And they, and I looked, okay. Data Golf had some strokes gained data. Luke carried that team in strokes gained. Well, we always know that Luke, especially on approach, I mean, he's, he's a good, he's a I good mean, off the tee and approach. He's going to gain yeah. a lot. I mean, here he's getting, he should gain so many strokes off the tee here. I got yeah, a feeling that's, that's why one of the reasons why he's here. Like last year, he didn't play here. But And you're seeing him, what, 90 to 1 is the best odds I see him at on points bet. Oh, I got him at 80. Did you, you need to refresh, I think, maybe. Okay. Refresh. Yeah, he's at 80. Because if you could get 90, I, I, I mean, obviously. He, he, was, he, was 90, he was 90 this morning. We got him at, I think I talked about him at 90 this morning. I don't know if I bet him, but I think we talked about him. I don't know. I just, yeah. Anyway, okay. Who else All you right. like in this spot? Uh, some something just happened to my eyes because you made me get refreshed, and now it's all it's all discombobulated. I don't even see Luke List on here anymore. Well, I'll just give you a cut. I guess I'll I'll give you a couple. I got two more in the whole in the whole dagum thing, and then I'm done, okay. and then we'll move on to our top twenties. Um. I mean, I think Akshay is kind of, it feels like I'm being a, it feels like I'm being a, a noob or something, or like I'm being a, I don't know, I'm some kind of Akshay simp, but 130 to one on DK, bomber, aggressive, you know, can definitely go low, has, has done well on the Corn Ferry Tour on these coastal kind of tracks like this. You know, he'll. The only concern with Akshay is he spends a lot of time taking pictures on the beach with that caked up baddie he's got. Mm. That's what we're worried about with Akshay. You got Hubs, you know, worried about him wandering into some taco stand with, you know, bad water that's going to mess him up. And Akshay, you're just worried about him doing a lot of influencers in the wild. But um, 130 to 1 is worth worth a sprinkle. So I I don't don't mind that. Um, the last one for me is at 150 to one, but I love this bet. This is one of my favorite bets. I love Andrew Novak at 150 to one. Novak's coming off a ninth place finish at the Valero. He's been consistent lately. 12th at the Sony, 17th at the Bermuda, uh, played here last year, played quite well. 15th gained almost seven strokes on approach last week. Checks a, lot of, checks a lot of those proximity, long-term, long-range proximity buckets. He's a flusher with the irons. I like Novak a lot, 150 to 1. Uh, he was an early click for me this morning, so I like it. And that's it for me. Yeah, I don't, I don't mind that. I, I, think, I think Austin Eckroat is interesting to me. He's at 171 on points, but he finished fifth at Corrales. Um, you know, a lot of missed cuts, a lot of, you know, inconsistency but that's what you see with a lot of these guys down here in this range but austin Eckroad, i think is is a guy that i think could um could definitely be up there um with a chance to win so at 175 to one i like him um you know you mentioned we we kind of talked about um i don't know i guess that guy's not in this range apologize for that 
Hey. Um, I was gonna say Dylan Wu, but he's he's uh, a little bit less than that. You like both um, the Wu boys? I do like both of them. Um, but I think Cam Champ. I'm seeing Cam Champ oh, at 150. Somebody brought him up in the chat this morning. I just don't like. I get it. If you go back and look at when I Cam, mean he is a winner on tour. I know. I times. know. I know. I know. But when you go back and look at when when Cam Champ has played at these courses you know, where driver's a weapon and you could just rip it. His form coming in has never been as stinky as it is right now. I mean, like, he even missed the cut at Augusta again. Like, which, which was, yeah. Which was crazy. Was kinda, yeah. like, his form he is... He was everybody's sneaky play. I think he's lost something, dude. I, I don't think he has it. I, and I honestly, I never... Cam Champ's an anomaly, dude. Weird situation to me. I think something else... I don't know that the guy likes golf that much. I, I don't know what he's into. Yeah, but he does feel like a guy that could come out of nowhere and win. Because we see this on tour. We see guys that miss like eight, eight or nine damn cut. The dude that won. Well, yeah, he James checks Hunt. he checks that box. If we're if we're, if we're talking about guys who could win coming off of nine consecutive missed yes. cuts. Yeah. And he checks that there. box. That's good for golf. That's what happens in golf. James Hahn, right? Did he didn't he win the Wells Fargo yeah. after like eight or nine missed cuts? Yeah. You know, that's a box you gotta look at, TP. <laughs> Can't just take all I the mean, boxes. So Cam Champ's going to take down John Rom and uh, and Tony Finau. Wendell well, I mean, Clark. look at what we're doing here. I know we're talking I about know. long bets with a field with John Rom and Finau, who one of the other is probably going to win. Yeah. All right. Well, that's it for the outrights. Let's get to the top twenty six pack. Two locks, one bomb. Don't forget, download the Picket app if you haven't already. Use promo code TJ. When you do referral code TJ, when you do and link one of your sports books or one of your DFS sites there. And uh, we will look at the list of those of you who do starting this week. And I will pick, we will pick one of you at random and I will send you this koozie and this master's hat 2023 will cost you nothing. In fact, you're going to get paid to do it. You're going to get paid for the picket app download. And then if you win, you're going to get paid in a hat and a koozie. Um, all right. Top 20 locks. This is hard. The, the, the locks portion of this was hard. Because none of them feel like locks that are in plus numbers. I mean, yeah. Wyndham Clark's at minus 105. And we've never done a minus, you know, a minus number here on the top 20 locks situation. Right? I don't know if we want to start now, but. I don't think we have. Yeah. Okay. So uh, I'll let you start. If you want, and I'll give you the, I'll give you probably, we're probably going to say the same guys, but I'll let you start. Yeah, I think we're going to have some of the same guys, but, um, and so I think you could choose one or the other here, but, um, I'm going to go with Nikolai Hoygaard at yeah. plus 130 is my, my first pick. Yeah. Uh, okay. Well, I mean, Hogard is, Hogard was one on my list as well. I, I think I'll, I mean, Patrick Rogers at plus 130 is the other one, right? Okay, I thought you were going to go Ben on there at plus one, one fifty. No, okay. I was not. All right. Is that All right. is that where you're going? No, that's where I thought you were going to oh. go, and I don't mind it. So, who's your other pick? My other one is actually I'm going to go a little outside the box here. Okay, a little longer. Okay, Alex Smalley at plus one ninety. I was looking at that one. Um, all right, I'm going to go. I debated Ben on, but I think I'm going to go a little deeper down the board too. Um, just because, I mean, it just feels like one of those weeks. At plus 250, dang, this number's actually gotten longer. I'm going to go Robbie Shelton. We talked about Robbie Shelton 
those are our those are our four was, locks. That was the other one I had right next to small. All right. So we're we're uh so Hoj Hoj God, Patrick Rogers, Alex Smalley, Robbie Shelton. And then one bomb at four to one or longer, and Pat, boy, do I have a bomb. I'll let you go first. All right. Well, I'm gonna mine is not a bomb because he's right on the cusp there at plus four hundred. But I just talked about him, Austin Eckroat. Plus 400, top 20. I like that. Nice. Okay. I am going to give you a guy who, let's see, two, four, six, eight, ten, who's played in 12 events in his, in this season. Okay. Played in 12. This guy is plus 850, top 20. Oh, wow. He's played in 12 events. Okay. He has only missed two cuts, and he has one, two, three, four top tens, and six top 25s on the Corn Ferry Tour. It is Alejandro Tosti. I mean, it's a Mortal Kombat reference there. Alejandro Tosti, 27th in the Corn Ferry Tour points list currently. Uh, your 444th world golf ranked, uh, world golf ranking. Uh, but the guy is, uh, he's dangerous. I think he's, he's dangerous. He's got a sponsor's invite into this event. Plus 850 is huge for a guy who's playing that hot. He just finished 22nd at the Lacom Suncoast Classic last week. Um, but he's, he's hot. He finished T25 at your club car championship there at the landings. Bahamas had a T22. Had a T6 at the uh, Argentina Classic, which I think is a Latin America tour, I think. Uh, and then another T5 at the Argentina Open. A man is, uh, he's going to be comfy. And I think he's excited about the sponsor's exemption. Plus 850, absolute nuclear bomb top 20. Alejandro Tosti. And who'd you say again? Austin Eckroat, oh, yeah, plus 400. Kind of boring after that. Isn't that a good one, though, huh? I don't mind it. I, I think it is good. All right. There you go. There you have it. That's the betting show for the Mexico Open. Check out the DFS show. Check out the awesome blog content going down at tourjunkies.com slash blog. It's all free. It's all good stuff. You got a bunch of stuff dropping before the tournament kicks off on Thursday. Don't forget. Uh, the Sunday Save Your Ass Parlay that drops Saturday night, Sunday morning on tourjunkies.com as well. Let's have a great week. Be back next week for an, another elevated event at Wells Fargo, the Quail Hollow course, which is one of our favorite courses on tour. I'll be on site. It'll be a good time. Thanks for watching. Bend over your bookies. See ya.